It's not always on our timetable to see justice, right? Our part is to wait for it, to wait for God's justice, and to obey God in the season that we're in, right? right? To obey the Lord. And as it pertains to reaching out at these abortion centers and being a voice for the voiceless, easier said than done, but whether we see results or not, whether we're mocked or not, um, we still have to be faithful in what the Lord has called us to. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. This is Daniel Parks. I serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life. And I'm joined, as always, with Vicki Cassiorg, who is our Sidewalk Outreach Training Director. And awesome title. Awesome title. I think I got the title right. Either way, you guys know us if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time. You know that we've been doing sidewalk outreach for a good, uh, a good many years. Probably combined, I think we say twenty-five years or, or so. Yeah. yeah. So a quarter of a decade, or a no, century. quarter of a century. A quarter of a yeah. century. That wow. sounds. That sounds. Like, that makes us old. Yeah, it does make <laughs> us old, doesn't it? At least I am. Yeah. Well, um, sometimes I feel older than I am, <laughs> but by God's grace, we do what we do. Trying to pour into you guys and encourage you guys that are doing sidewalk outreach. Keep the fire in your heart fueled. Keep you encouraged, keep you informed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're kind of always learning new stuff and we're always mm -hmm. trying to apply what we're learning to sidewalk outreach and also to training others. And so we hope that this episode will be a blessing to you. As always, we'll leave you guys our email addresses or we'll give you guys our email addresses at the end of this episode so you can reach out to us if you have questions about this episode or other episodes. And we also want to encourage you guys to leave us a review on this podcast, leave us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or however you listen to this. If there's some feature to be able to leave us a review, we'd love to have some more reviews, some more five-star reviews. There's been a few that have come in over the past couple of weeks that have been Good. encouraging. Good. Um, our pro-abortion friends don't like what we do, and so they've left us a lot of one-star reviews, and so we want to try to combat that. So if you guys could help us with that, that would be a blessing. Also, share this podcast episode with others on social media. We would love to get this out to others to help encourage them. And so let's jump into our episode. Our title is Why We Do What We Do, subtitle, a reminder from Habakkuk. Habakkuk. So we're going to be talking from the book of Habakkuk. One you of my guys, favorite books. Okay. Well, it's uh, one of the most, uh, I guess, I don't want to say neglected, but mm -hmm. some folks don't even know. Maybe people even listening right now are right. like, what? What's a, what's a Habakkuk? Yeah. Um, it's actually a book of the Bible. Right. It's in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. It's one of, Habakkuk was one of um, what some people refer to as the minor prophets. In my eyes, though, when I see in God's sight, there is no minor prophets. They're just prophets from God. Right. Minor but, in, in terms of short. And right. it is short. It's yeah, only three it chapters, I think, in the whole book. Yeah. Quick read. Yeah. So 
Let's jump into it, Vicki. What are we going to learn from Habakkuk that we can apply to sidewalk ministry? Well, it's interesting. Yesterday I was training several volunteers and they asked me, well, what verses would you recommend we memorize to use in sidewalk outreach? And I told them, you know, I have my favorites and I told them what those were, but I said, every time you open the Bible, I promise you, if you're looking for what is going to guide you in speaking to the moms, God will give you verses. They yeah. they will pop out. This was a whole book that popped out to me. I was doing a, a Bible study this morning and uh, reading Habakkuk and did the whole thing in the, in this Bible study. And I thought, this is like just telling us um, it's speaking directly in my mind to sidewalk counselors. Yeah. And, and so we're looking at it from... From that perspective of how it can be, looking at this book, can first of all identify some of the struggles that we're going through as sidewalk counselors and really as anyone walking with God through life. Yeah. But also, how can we avoid discouragement, disillusionment, anger, mistrust of God? I think it, all those questions are answered in, in this little book. Okay. So starting off, maybe Daniel, if you wouldn't mind reading um, Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19, because this is a fairly famous passage from Habakkuk, and it's clearly a victorious okay. passage. All right. Though the fig tree should not blossom and there be no fruit in the vines, though the field of the olives shall fail and the fields produce no food... Though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls, yet I will exult in the Lord, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, He has made my feet hinds feet, and makes me walk on my high places. Habakkuk three, seventeen through nineteen. Right. So that's how the book ends, is is with this victorious verse of, yeah. of it. And and we're gonna go deeper into that verse. Yeah. So and, I mean, I'll sum it up, give my Quick commentary on these verses. Yeah. Basically, um, though things don't go my way, right. I'm going to glorify Jesus. I'm going to honor right. the Lord. Right. And uh, because the Lord is on my side. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of a, a good summary of that. Very victorious. But look at how the book of Habakkuk begins in Habakkuk 1, verse 2. Okay. How long, O Lord, will I call for help and you will not hear? I cry out to you, violence. Yet you do not save. Habakkuk 1, 2. I mean, how perfect is that yeah. for, for sidewalk counselors? Because I know I am not alone in standing there in front of intense opposition, hatred, anger, mocking, people throwing things at us, um, you know, whatever. Yeah, false accusations, all the other things all that, that enemy throws at us. And yeah. I'm looking at them thinking, Lord. Here's me yeah. <laughs> proclaiming your word, living my life as, as righteously as I can before you. And this is your ministry. This is your mission to save these unborn babies. Where are you? Yeah. Why are you allowing this violence, this bloodshed? I mean, that's what Habakkuk, Habakkuk is, is calling out Yeah. With, with really a lot of doubt. Yeah, How sure. long do I stand here and receive no help from you? He's yeah. saying from you, oh yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, and you see this same thing in some of David's psalms, right? You do. How long, yeah. Lord? How long yeah. will the wicked prosper? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think one of the points here is, of course, he's God. He's the Lord. He deserves our worship, our praise, our adoration. He does not deserve our accusations and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But 
He already sees what's in our hearts anyway. Mm -hmm. The best thing that we can do is be honest with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, David does the same thing in the Psalms as he's talking like, where are you, Lord? The wicked pursue me. And he almost always ends, just like Habakkuk does, ultimately, you're the Lord. You're God. Right. And I am nothing in your sight. Yeah. All right. I don't deserve you aiding me and helping me. So he's putting things in perspective, but he's still honest, David and Habakkuk and the other prophets, Jeremiah the same way. They're still honest with what they're feeling, yeah. right? Still yeah. honest. With, and, I, and I think, and this is one of the things that I encourage folks with, you've heard me say this oftentimes, when we've been out on the sidewalk, an important thing that I like to do after that ministry on the sidewalk is um, to debrief, right. just kind of bring it all before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Get all those feelings and stuff out there because I think it helps us to decompress. It helps mm-hmm. us to just let things, you know, let things go and put those things in the hands of the Lord. Yeah. So I think that's helpful. And I think that's what Habakkuk is doing in yeah. this situation. Yeah. He's being very honest. But one of the things that he cries out, and you will not hear, that he feels unheard yeah. because he feels rightfully that his what he desires is good. He wants to bring about good, and he feels that he's not heard. And I think one of the first thing that God reassures him with is that he does hear. God does hear. Yeah. And and so in um, Habakkuk one five, he says, "Look among the nations." This is God now in in response. Um, Look among the nations. Observe. Be astonished. Be astonished, wonder, because I am doing something in your days. You would not believe it if if you were told. Yeah. So I think um, in that, as as I was reading that passage, I was thinking God does hear, He does understand, and He gives us those verbs. I, I always look for the verbs when God is speaking. What are the things that we are told to do? Because I like having marching orders. I want to know what God expects of me in these situations. And he says, observe. We're to observe. So first of all, I think we're to be vigilant in looking for God is working. Yeah. And 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 open our eyes to what that might be. It might not be what we expect, but he is working. Yeah. So we're to observe. We're to be amazed. We're to be amazed by what God is going to accomplish. I thought, you know, how often am I thinking... Go ahead, Lord. Amaze me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the attitude we're to have. Be amazed at what he's going to accomplish and, and expect miracles. We're not going to believe him if we were even told, expect miracles. But then um, it's usually not what we expect, the way God operates. That right. has certainly been my experience in life. Yeah. Yeah. And and I thought, you know, maybe if you want to read those those next few verses in Habakkuk cuz Habakkuk continues then to kind of question God in um in chapter 1 verses. And and I broke I didn't have us go through every uh verse, but the ones that were kind of the most pertinent and in verses 6, 11 and 13 were the ones. Okay. Yeah. So for behold, I'm raising up the Chaldeans, that fierce and impetuous how do you say that? <laughs> Impetuous? Impetuous. Sorry. Those are people who just are, they are just flying forward, doing whatever they want without thought. Yeah. Reckless. So Impetuous people who march throughout the earth to seize dwelling places which are not theirs. And they will sweep through like the wind and pass on, but they will be held guilty. They whose strength is their God. Your eyes are too pure to approve evil. And you cannot look on wickedness with favor. 
Why do you look with favor on those who deal treacherously? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than they? So that was Habakkuk 1, 6, 11, and 13. Right, right. So I, I think if I were to summarize that, his cry is, why are you using the wicked people and why are they prevailing? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that that's a kind of a strong rebuke to God, what he's doing. But what I noticed in that, as, as Habakkuk is crying out to God, is, is that God does not reprimand him or smite him dead. Yeah. Or, um, but he also doesn't really provide an immediate answer. Right. But he lets Habakkuk have those doubts. And I think, for me, that was freeing as I was reading that and thinking about that, that um, sometimes we do have doubts. Sometimes we are out there when there have been no saved babies, when we fought the, for their lives and, and we're still not seeing fruit. I think it's natural to have doubts. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, for me, those verses helped, to, helped me to, not the verses, but the fact that God didn't, didn't say, Habakkuk, man up. Right, yeah. <laughs> Stop complaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there is, you know, there's this kind of um, difference, I would say, in grumbling and complaining. And again, what we talked about when we started off, just being honest, being honest yeah. with our feelings, being honest with what we see. Yeah. I mean, if we think about, of course, we do think about what we see on a regular basis and what we're dealing with on a regular basis. I mean, talking about the Chaldeans and how violent and and, and in Petuous they were. <laughs> right. uh, we see that every day at the yeah. abortion clinics. We see yeah. that, of course, with the abortion workers, with the abortionists, with the moms and dads going in to kill their children. It's tough to watch. And sometimes, again, we scratch our heads and wonder, like, God, why? Why did we not see justice? Like we know that we should, right? Why? Why are these people allowed? Why are Why are these places allowed to remain open? Yeah, like, God, what are you doing? Why are, Why aren't you shutting them down? Because yeah. we know that He could. Yeah, and I think we come away just like with Habakkuk and anyone else who's walking with the Lord and in a fallen world with wicked things going on. So we come away with like we we really don't know why God allows this stuff. Yeah, um, but we know that He's good, right? Yeah. We have His Word. Um, we know His character and His nature. The fact that He rescued and saved us, and um, so we just always have to come back to his goodness. He's a good God in spite of what we see. Right, right. Which he does get to eventually, in, yeah. in, like like you in, introduced this whole topic, just like David did. But, um, but you know, kind of what I want is an immediate answer. And eventually God does give an answer. In, yeah. Even in that short book, he, do, he does give an answer of a, of a future retribution, what is going to happen down the road? And that's in Habakkuk 2. And I think there are some really important things that we can pull out of his response there. So do you want to read that one? It's Habakkuk 2, verses 2 to 4, and then 8. Yeah. So, behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on the tablets, that that the one who reads it may run, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal and will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come and will not delay. Because you have looted many nations, all the remainder of this peoples will loot you. Because of human bloodshed and violence done in the land, 
to the town and all its inhabitants. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4 and verse 8. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the first things that popped out to me is is that God made a distinction between there's the wicked, his soul is not right within him, and then the righteous. Yeah. But but the righteous will live by his faith. And I think he did that for sometimes we can get confused out there. Are we wrong? Are we doing something wrong? Right. Are we yeah. not being blessed by God? And I think God is telling Habakkuk, it's okay. You you know, yes, I am using the wicked. He is even using the wicked for his good purposes. Yeah. But um but he wants Habakkuk and all of us to be clear. If we're in the Lord, we are the righteous ones. And yeah. and there will just then he says, um, well, the action verbs again, first record, record the vision. Yeah. And to me that was thinking from again the sidewalk, the call to the church to don't be silent. Yeah. Speak it, uh, take action, uh, talk about the fact that there are a million babies every year being slaughtered by abortion and um and make sure others see that in the record. Yeah. It should be on record that Christians have stood up yeah. and spoken against this uh terrible thing. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one thing. And then um and then his advice or uh I guess his encouragement, though it tarries, though the retribution, though though the the when justice will come. Yeah. But it might not be immediate, though it tarries. Wait for it, yeah. For it will certainly come. And again, to me, thinking about being there on the sidewalk, you think, when is all this going to end? And he's telling us, I think, the violence. It, they're specifically talking about human bloodshed and violence. Yeah. And it will end, he says. Um, and there will those who have perpetrated that will be called to yeah, account. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the surety of God's justice, right? Ultimately, God will right all the wrongs and it's not going to be in our timing, right? Yeah. Um, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day to the Lord. The Lord doesn't move on our timetable. And so he, his word is true. His word will come to pass. Yeah. Uh, though the heavens and the earth pass away, his word remains. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not always on our timetable to see justice, right? Our part is to wait for it, to wait for God's justice, and to obey God in the season that we're in, right? right. To obey the Lord. And as it pertains to reaching out at these abortion centers and being a voice for the voiceless, easier said than done, but whether we see results or not, whether we're mocked or not, um, we still have to be faithful in what the Lord has called us to. Just like Habakkuk, I mean, imagine yeah. being Habakkuk, imagine being Jeremiah the prophet or Isaiah right. the prophet, right. yeah. having to prophesy and, and tell about God's judgment and the need for repentance in the midst of a wicked generation, a, a wicked people that were worshiping idols and sacrificing their children to idols. It's like unto what we're involved in now, right? And exactly. these men, they had to be faithful. Mm -hmm. So we're called to be faithful where it says, the um, the just, the righteous will live by faith. Yeah. We are called to do what we do, not based on feelings and emotions. And again, easier said than done, but in faith, believing mm -hmm. again that God is good, that he's called us to this, and that our faith in him 
ultimately reflects on his faithfulness. Right. We have faith in him because we believe that he's faithful and he's going to right the wrongs. Yeah. And uh, another thing in that passage is it talks about an appointed time. Yeah. And we often don't like waiting for whatever that appointed time, but we don't know the time. We don't know why he chooses what time frame he chooses, but he, he says that there will be a time when judgment will come and, um, and wait for it and be faithful in, yeah. in the interim. But um, and then he outlines, I don't know if we want to read that, pa- the next passage is kind of a long one, but um, he, he does outline, God outlines what's in store for the wicked. And, um, and it, it's terrible. I mean, it's yeah. terrible. Right, yeah. But great, great, great calamity, you know, in summary, disgrace, nakedness, violence, devastation, yeah, but then also in the passage, and this is also in Habakkuk two, between verses twelve and twenty, talks about that at that time, as all this judgment is coming upon um, the wicked, all the earth will be filled with the knowledge and glory of the Lord. It says. Yeah. So I was thinking of that the the use of the word all. I assume that means the wicked and the just. They will all know at that there will be a time when all will not only know God but be filled the whole earth will be filled with his glory and um the the wicked with you know the consequence they they can no longer deny right. they're going to yep. have those terrible consequences of their actions and the righteous are going to see what they have longed for um all along because it was aligned with what God yeah. wa- wants yeah. so um uh for me what what really was the overwhelming i called it in the article that accompanies this the nugget of truth that sustains me um was in that um the i think it was verse 19 in habakkuk 2 but the lord is in his holy temple let all the earth be silent before him and that i just really just meditated on that phrase but the lord is in his holy temple and if we can trust this know this live that reality he's there yeah he's sitting on the temple he is he is lord he is in control he is on the throne i think it helps us to trust He's got it. Yeah. He's got yeah. it. And, yeah. and we can rest in that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I think that is ultimately where our minds need to rest and our hearts need to rest is that Jesus is still on his throne. Yeah. He's still the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in spite of what we see and what we experience, in spite of the discouragements, in spite of even the victories, right? All of, all of this is under Jesus' feet. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And if we belong to him, then we've got no need to worry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he comes to his conclusion at the end, one of my favorite, again, passages, which we read at the beginning. But in as a part of that, and in, in this is then the final chapter, Habakkuk 3, um, uh, he, he says, O Lord, revive, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst, in the midst of the years, make it known in wrath. Remember mercy. Again, that one really popped out at me because as a sidewalk counselor watching the devastation that the opposition is causing, that the wicked are causing to those innocent lives, we're filled with wrath. And God talks about his wrath in the prior passages. But in wrath, 
remember mercy. And I think that was a shifting point for Habakkuk. He was not consumed anymore like his initial questions. Yeah. With judgment and wrath against the wicked. There's that one sentence that says, don't forget God's mercy. Yeah. Um, I think as sidewalk counselors and what I've seen with um, so many of the trials and struggles is sometimes a preoccupation with the opposition, yeah. how evil they are, how right. wicked they are. And what happens is as we talk about that more, I notice more pictures being taken of them, more stories about them. I just think it brings everyone down to where Habakkuk started right. in this chapter, as opposed to um, just what is our mission? Keep our eyes on the Lord. Yeah. Obey the Lord. Um, the don't pray for the wrath of God on that the opposition because uh, you know they um, they're lost. Yeah, and it's awful what's going to happen to them. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. To have mercy as God had mercy on us. Yeah, and keep our focus back on God is on the throne, and um, and no matter what. And then he gets into that beautiful passage we read at the beginning. No matter what. All those things fail. The the fruit, all, every sustenance of an agrarian society, all of that will fail. Doesn't matter. Our eyes are still trust on the Lord and trusting that um, that ultimately He is good, and we we can put our faith and our hope and our trust in Him and Him alone, not in the fruit. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes around to what we've said oftentimes in this podcast and in our trainings is our fixation cannot be on the horror of abortion. Right. That doesn't mean that we lose the gravity of that. We certainly need to be reminded, to remind ourselves of the gravity of what we're dealing with. Again, the murder of innocent children yeah. in, in mass up to a million a year. And certainly we have to grapple with that. But yeah. it can't be our fixation. Mm -hmm. We can't constantly think about it because then we'll be motivated by hatred for abortion, hatred for the abortion industry, hatred for pro-aborts or abortion doctors or or whatever, we cannot be motivated by hatred for anyone yeah. or anything. Yeah. We have to be motivated by a love for God and a love for our neighbor. Right. And our fixation needs to be not on the horror of abortion, but what we often say is the beauty of Jesus. Yeah. The awesomeness of who this Jesus is, who came to this earth, this filthy, stinking, rebellious earth, mm -hmm. allowed himself to be crucified by the, by the hands of men that he created. Mm -hmm. so that he could bring redemption, right? And so we see ultimately in the horror of the cross, we see redemption, right? Yeah. We see God reconciling the world to himself through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But it was only through the horror of the cross that that would take place. And in the same way, and I, there's, um, and I think Habakkuk sees that, of course, we talked about David. David sees that the redemption of God in spite of men's sin and rebellion against against the Lord. God's willingness, God's mercy, the Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. God's willingness to give mercy in lieu of judgment. Now, he's going to ultimately bring judgment. We can take hope in that. Mm -hmm. As the righteous, we certainly look for judgment and justice to come, right? Justice implies that there's going to be judgment, right? Um, so we want to look for judgment to come because we want to see justice. But before that, we delight in mercy. And so any bit of mercy, I mean, heck, we've seen pro-abortion people. We, we had um, 
I don't know, it's been a year and a half, two years ago, I think, when we interviewed Kevin, who used to be right. one of the pro-abortion escorts. Right, right. Like, God can do that stuff. Mm-hmm. God can save these pro-abortion people. God can save abortion doctors. Mm-hmm. We were just at a conference in Washington State, right, with Dr. Anthony Leventino. Yeah. And it's awesome what the Lord did in his life to save him from that wicked practice. Right. And so we can take joy in the fact that our God, though he's a God of justice, is also a God of mercy. And it can help position us properly before God, again, to be fixated on the Lord rather than on the rebellion against him, right? Right. Amen. Yeah. So, Lord, in your wrath, remember mercy. Yeah. And so um, just want to encourage you guys. Hopefully this was encouraging. Some of our podcasts are practical. Some of them are like this, where we're, we're digging into the heart issues. And so we hope it's encouraging to you guys. If you guys have um, maybe something along these lines, maybe you need encouragement in some area or have some questions about sidewalk outreach, we'd certainly be more than willing to answer those questions. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. Reach her, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me gratitude I know it will cost me my life but nothing's too precious since I met you